Finding the right foundation is harder than ever. Il Maquillage makes it easy to find your perfect match online. No store required. With 50 shades of flawless coverage and over 60,000 five-star reviews, the hype is real. Their online quiz uses AI to find your ideal shade in seconds. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your full-size shade at home free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. Victorian Labor MP Adam Somurek, who was the subject of an extraordinary 60 Minutes report last night, uh, and indeed uh, The Age as well, uh, is on his way to Parliament. He's getting the full cameras in the driveway treatment at home. You he, made the point. He's the most sacked bloke in Australia <laughs> you, right you now. You made the he? point. You can't believe he wasn't sacked by six a.m. this morning. I don't know what the what do you reckon the drive is into Parliament right now? So it's about what ten past eight in Victoria. Say so he's got a thirty minute commute in front of him. Does he make it to eight thirty out nine o'clock their time? No, he'll, he'll be sacked during our show. Okay, I think. If you missed the report, um, you're probably wondering why it's such a foregone conclusion. But we can tell you, it's a foregone conclusion. The Premier here in South Australia, currently the subject of no such investigations from 60 Minutes or uh, nine, nine newspapers. Premier, good morning to you. Good morning, Will. Good morning, David. Yes, what an extraordinary story on 60 Minutes last night. Quite extraordinary. Yeah. You'll probably be having a, a less exciting day than your, your your new bestie from National Cabinet, Daniel Andrews, won't you, Premier? <laughs> well, I'm just in celebratory mode, of course, with the uh, with the result on Saturday night. Now, look, we got up here last week for allowing the protest. <laughs> we've, we're really upset that you've allowed the resumption of the football season now. On reflection, well, very you know, reckless. I, I don't know if it's one of you two, but somebody said once on radio that we should just have a series of showdowns for the rest of the year here in South Australia because it was a nothing season. I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds the, the kind of... Best of 15. <laughs> that sounds exactly like the kind of vacuous and regrettable comment that would have been made here on this program, so I'm un- no doubt that's the origin of it. Best of 15, so you reckon another eight rounds then? Oh, gee. I tell you what, though, it was uh, it was a really uh, it was a it was a great moment to have a live crowd, and um, mm. you know I know people have been saying they they don't mind having the uh, the, the, the fake crowd uh, noise on the stadium, but it's just not the same. Just uh, yeah. all all the wrong sort of sounds in the wrong places, and certainly no boos or jeers. I don't know what it is with the people that put those tapes together, but <laughs> clearly in a port game you get a lot of boos and jeers as well. So. Uh, no, it was great to great, great to watch the match. It certainly was uh, great to see people able to congregate in a, in, um, in some sort of number again. It looks like there's going to be the prospect of that being relaxed in, in future. But um, on revisiting some of the comments on Friday, we've got now a bit of a, a game plan for the border restrictions being dropped. Correct. Is that going to be to use the the Frydenbergism the whole hog, or is there still the prospect of that being a, a tiered approach to relaxing uh, restrictions? We're certainly going the whole hog, as you refer to it, on the 20th of July. Um, and we, we're not really sure what other jurisdictions are going to do yet. Um, so Western Australia, Northern Territory, Tasmania and Queensland haven't revealed what they're going to do. Of course, there is no state border in Victoria uh, or New South Wales. And then, of course, uh, no border within the ACT. So we've put uh, the date of the 20th of July. Uh, in place. We were all meant to, as part of stage three, of uh, moving towards a COVID-safe uh, environment, we were all meant to uh, be in this uh, place in July. Um, there wasn't a date put on it. We put the 20th of July on it now. Is there any chance then, Premier, that, there, that some of the other states 
some, we might open up the border with some of the other states before the 20th of July? Look, I think it's still a possibility. We're trying to get some further legal advice. Some issues were raised at National Cabinet with regards to um, raising those borders in a piecemeal approach. So we have got some advice which says that uh, we should be able to do that. I mean, it would it, it would be messy in so much as if we um, released our border with the Northern Territory, for example, but they didn't release it with us. Uh, that means that the Northern Territorians could come uh, into uh, South Australia without uh, two weeks of supervised isolation, but South Australians going there uh, couldn't. So, look, I think the sooner we get into um, the removal of all uh, uh, state and territory borders, the, the better off we're going to be as a, as a nation. We don't want to rush it, though, and that's why we've put the, the date of the 20th of July. Last week, there were only 42 uh, new cases in Australia, and two-thirds of those were just people that were returning from overseas. So whilst um, some states do look high, New South Wales and, and in particular Victoria. Um, the vast majority of those uh, are from people that are returning from overseas because they are the airports that are still operating with international uh, terminals uh, and so they're bringing the vast majority of Australians re returning home uh, and that is where we're, we're seeing, unfortunately, uh, much higher numbers. Uh, Premier Kerry's called in with a question for you. Good morning to you, Kerry. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, very well. You've got the Premier. Yeah, hi, Premier. Um, my query is regards to dance schools. Um, I'm just a bit confused about why at school she can um, dance, um, do dance at school, but when she goes to her dance class, she can, can't have any more than 10, 10 people, and it's a non-contact um, sport. So for those, these dance um, clubs, it's, it's getting very hard for them. It's, it's just confusing how she can do one thing at school, but consider safe, but not, not at uh, her dance school. I think it's a really good point that you raised, Kerry, and this is one of the issues that Professor Burry addressed at the press conference on Friday afternoon, and I think there's a new national standard, which is one person per seven square metres. Many of the dance studios have said, look, this is, this is just not workable. We've got a large dance studio and we've only got 10 people in there. It's just not economically viable. So I think that you'll see an announcement on that very soon. Professor Burry said on Friday she was looking at it very carefully. Sam's called in as well with a question. Does that answer your question, Sam, or is, is yours different? No, I did want to know why, uh, you know, if you go to the football, you can go to a protest, but I couldn't have more than 10 people in a yoga class when I'm 137 square metres. It's just not yeah, viable I mean, for us, you know, having a business on only road with the overheads and rent. Yeah, uh, look, I feel for these businesses. I mean, there is a difference from an epidemiological perspective from, you know, um, non-contact outdoors. I mean, when you when you look at what happened to the football, people were sitting three seats away from each other. Mm. Uh, they weren't uh, coming into contact. They weren't indoors. And we know that this is a this is a disease which is um, tr transmitted by droplets uh, from the body. And so anything that is indoor, uh, you know, is at a higher risk. But we do recognise this and we want to get yoga studios and dance studios up and running as quickly as possible at a viable level. There is, there is 10 at the moment. I think you'll see that lift fairly soon. Premier, can I ask you about the, the status of the Adelaide Zoo and the Monato Zoo? Because Cleland's been open for a couple of weeks now. Is, is, there, any, is there any movement likely on, on zoos? Yes, I think um, Elaine, Elaine Benstead uh, from Adelaide Zoo um, will be making an announcement very soon with regards to that. Um, and it's really now just about trying to get the logistics organised for the, the reopening. So I think people will be absolutely delighted. And they're hanging out to get to the Adelaide uh, zoo and we want to do that as quickly as possible. It's probably likely that the Adelaide Zoo will open first uh, with the Monato Zoo soon uh, thereafter once we can work out. Because when you go to the Monato Zoo, 
um, you don't sort of roam around with mm. those lines. You sort of get in a bus mm. that's far safer. Um, not quite as uh, much of an adrenaline rush if you're out there yourself, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, you're in a bus. Uh, and we're just working through some of those issues. But uh, I don't think it's going to be long for those either. Look, what we're trying to do is to get back to normality as quickly as we possibly can. We're doing this for a couple of reasons. One, because people want to get back to places like the Adelaide Zoo and they want to get back to uh, their yoga classes and their dance classes and their pubs and their restaurants and their, and their cafes and normal life. And the other reason, of course, is as soon as you open these businesses, it creates employment. So whilst many of the employees are on uh, JobKeeper at the moment, that can't last forever. And so what we're trying to do is to open up as much uh, of our economy as quickly as possible. We've moved very quickly uh, in many areas, uh, well in advance uh, of the rest of the country, for example, with elective surgery. Um, in, in our state, been going now for several weeks, we're at 100%. Uh, percent. Um, and you know, other areas we're just moving on. So as of this Friday, for example, another tranche where we moved from a 20-person a uh, limit to a 75-person uh, limit. Now, of course, you still need to abide by the one person per four square metres, but this is really helpful, uh, not just for hospitality and larger venues, but also for churches who have been mm. extraordinarily patient uh, during this period of time. So as of uh, this weekend, uh, they can move to 75 per room as the maximum, 300 per venue, as long as we're still abiding by that one person per four square metres. And, of course, that density issue is another key one. I raised it uh, at the National Cabinet on Friday that we do need to look at something for those smaller venues because one person per four square metres um, might be great for a larger venue where they can have that social distancing. It's not much good for a very small cafe or restaurant. Uh, that would significantly reduce the numbers that they can have. So we're looking at that very carefully and hopefully we'll have some good news coming, coming very, very shortly. Premier, thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. That's the Premier of South Australia, Stephen Marshall. Finding the right foundation is harder than ever. Il Maquillage makes it easy to find your perfect match online. No store required. With 50 shades of flawless coverage and over 60,000 five-star reviews, the hype is real. Their online quiz uses AI to find your ideal shade in seconds. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your full-size shade at home free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.